was Holy Ground by The Tilt. And I will never get tired of hearing that. And the reason I play that is because you need to know about the Terrible Investments vinyl release available for pre-order now through Polyphonic Underground with the artwork by Lavenue. It's mastered by Dynatron. And um, I guess if you're up this late, you're probably in North America, South America. You can order from uh, Johnny Fallout in the USA, Peacecraft in Canada, or if you're in the UK, Quatu Libs. They have them available on their uh, personal Bandcamp pages. All right, my name is Karin Zoe Lee, and you're listening to Night Ride FM. And uh, tonight I have a special guest, Primo the Alien, will be joining me a little bit later. But uh, I wanted to play a few songs for you, and I bought this one yesterday. just came out yesterday. Chris Kea and the Last Years with Don't Let Go. Go by Chris Kia and the last years that just came out yesterday. Coming up next, Eric C. Powell, and he's got that uh, Fly Away album. He's got the remix album out now, 
And uh, we're highlighting this one this week, Warning Signs, as remixed by Sorry the Hedgehog.
Morning Signs by Eric C. Powell, remixed by Sorry the Hedgehog. That's a new artist to me. Oh, there's another new artist, Annie. Yeah, Julian sent me this one. He really liked it, and he sent it to me, and I really liked it too. Here's Annie with Lonely Wolves.
Oh yeah, Midnight Hi-Fi did her logo, her uh, her logo, her uh, album art for that single single art. He's in the IRC, that's why I mention him. So go pounce on him. All right, coming up next, I picked a few selections from uh, Forged in Neon's tracks of the week, and uh, this guy actually got in touch with me himself. He gave me his album Splash '96. Uh, I call him the bridge between synthwave and vaporwave, and maybe you'll hear why. Anyway, here's the track that Ashley picked for her tracks of the week: Splurging at the Mall.
that was Splurging at the Mall by Splash96 from his album Summers in Aniston, out now. Also, let's see, Friday. Friday we have so many releases, aside from Primo's, but she'll be on to talk about that. Also, the Motion Epics uh, Boardwalk Arcadia will be releasing Friday, June 4th. Uh, there's a couple singles out now. Uh, how about uh, You're Not Ready?
by the Motion Epic. And uh, Boardwalk Arcadia is available for pre-order on his Bandcamp right now. Coming up next, we heard this in the other time zone <laughs> in the morning. Uh, Seth Duncan and Strike Eagle collabed on this track, Speakeasy.
That was Speakeasy by Seth Duncan and Strike Eagle. Thanks for the shout out, guys. <laughs> All right, coming up next, Defender 5, the side project of uh, Wolftron, one of my locals. Um, he came out with Totality, and uh, the track that Ashley picked for her track of the week is Timecode. <laughs>
was time code by Defender 5. That clock. That's enough clock. Okay. Yeah. Do you know Wolftron? Check them both out. Defender 5 and Wolftron. And you know who else is a local user? He posted a video today. He was checking up on me. And uh, he seems to be doing great. And uh, he uh, did an acoustic version. I'm not going to play that one. I'm going to play the original one, though. <laughs> this is Millennial Blues by User. Participation trophies Still a slave to what society sold me I'm not arrogant, just insecure They make us sick so they can make us well They make us feel like shit So we will buy what they sell If what they say is true then I guess well
Millennial Blues by User, and that was the last show that I saw before uh, everything just shut down, and uh, hopefully we'll get back to it again soon. All right, I got one more song, and this one's by Primo the Alien. Of course, she's going to be coming on right after the song, but we're going to hear her last single, Thunder. Waiting on rain In the desert without touch Kiss me again
that was Thunder by Primo the Alien, who's joining me again for the second time on my show. Hello, Primo. I'm here. I was a hey. late little diva bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, people are late. Like, I, I have a podcast and someone, I was literally just complaining about how fucking rude that is. And then I did it. But I swear to God, I just had one of those. It doesn't happen to me often. In fact, the only other time this has ever happened to me was on uh, State of Synth. When I got the time zone wrong oh, no. and I was like at band practice, just having a good time. And then, uh, Zarina texted me and was like, well, Hey, where are you? And I was like, I'm at band practice. Like I'll see you in an hour. And she's like, no, it's right now. And I was like, no. And I totally <laughs> messed it up. So I'm here. Hi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got a lot going on today. You got something got after this too. And yeah, and things just got busy out of nowhere. Like I feel like there was nothing going on. And then everyone started getting vaccinated, and now there's a lot of stuff going on, like the old days. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody get it. Go out there and get your vaccine so we can have fun again. That's the thing is I just like want to, I'm ready to resume life and shows and music stuff and all that. Yeah, it looks like you have been. You had a you had a show in Austin? Yes, I had an awesome sold out show yeah. with Sarah Jaffe at uh, this awesome venue here in Austin called 310. It's part of ACL Live. So it's, it was awesome. It was it was actually the same venue where I filmed the music video for Thunder. So I was going to ask about that. Like, it looked like you rented yeah. a space out. Yeah, yeah. And so it was really cool. They had that big screen back there. So I had all my little visuals playing on that. And it was just a... It was nice to play in front of an actual audience. It's been, you know, I played like a drive-through show last fall, but um, that was like, you know, people were by their car. It was weird. You know, they were so far away in this big field. Um, this is the first like real show I've played in, you know, well over a year. So it was very exciting. No, oh, that's awesome that you're getting out there again. I, I see people scheduling shows. And about a month ago, I was like, I don't know what the point is. We don't know yet. You yeah. know, it could be canceled again. But now they're scheduling it as close as June. You know, I had like conflicting feelings in that, you know, well, I was fully vaccinated. My band was fully vaccinated. I had conf conflicting feelings, but at the same time, like everyone else pretty much is doing their jobs and going back to work and musicians and artists have like, bore, you know, bore the brunt of a lot of this stuff. And it's kind of like, you know, y'all are going to eat in restaurants. Y'all are going to do all this other stuff. And if you're, I, I don't want to say dumb enough, but I guess if you're dumb enough to come out to a show and unvaccinated inside or anything like that and not wear a mask and do those things, then that's not, I don't want to have to shoulder that burden anymore. You know, like I want to do my job now. I fucking didn't play shows for over a year. I didn't do anything. I didn't go anywhere. You know, I did my part. I got vaccinated and now I'm going to go back to my life. And hopefully others, you know, will do the same and, mm -hmm. and be responsible about it. But like, I can't, I guess what I, I just got to the point of like, I can't never play a show again because there's a bunch of people out there with that are stupid. You know, I don't know if you're going to be stupid, you're just going to be stupid. I don't know what to say. And I, you know, honest to God, COVID is horrible and it's, it's, it's been awful and obviously we've lost so many lives and all that stuff. But, um, one silver lining is that like, I think it's transformed the way live music is going to be and that artists are now like, you know what? I didn't need to do this whole year. So now I'm not just going to take your shitty show that doesn't pay anything. At least that's my, my sort of takeaway. But you know what? Let's not talk about <laughs> COVID. People don't want to hear about this because it's sad, right? We're going to talk about fun stuff, music stuff, right? Fun stuff. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, the music video for Thunder. So yeah, so it was filmed on the same stage at uh, 310, huh? Yeah, God, what a, a thing. I was so 
nervous about that filming that i don't get nervous about performing really at all i mean i do get nervous i get very anxious before i perform um in the sense that i'm worried about a technical issue happening like oh god you know what if the the interface stops working or you know uh, what if my drummer fucks up or you know there's like a million things in my head and speaking of my drummer my drummer is mini turbo and when i was saying speaking of my drummer fucking up i meant when my husband was playing (laughs) (laughs) because a mini turbo does not fuck up but yeah i get really really nervous but for that i was like freaking out to have to dance like that i'm not a dancer i've never done that in my life before i mean obviously when i perform i move around and dance around but it's never been like a choreographed thing i've never done anything like that so it's a freaking out and i think it turned out really well i felt really proud of myself it was really a great crew and a great group of people that filmed it um dorothy bennett it was fu- the director was fully pregnant like she just gave birth like maybe like a couple weeks after that wow and uh, yeah, and, the, and the, my choreographer, Lady Hartwing, who also makes synthy music, um, was the choreographer. And it was just a really fun time. I was proud of myself. I got outside of my comfort zone. That, no, it was it's an awesome video. So you did hire a, a choreographer? Well, I mean, she's like one of my best friends. So oh, um, gotcha. <laughs> she showed hire, you some moves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a funny you, you got professional input on it. I did. Yeah. And she actually, that's what she went to. She majored in dance in college and she's a like an amazing dancer and choreographer. So it was great to have her and she was there at the video to kind of help me and pump me up, get me pumped. That was, um, let's see, is that the third video that you've done this year? Yes, that was my third video, but it was also, but it's my first video that I've ever like spent a lot of money on, you know, like that I really invested in. Um, before it's always been kind of me by myself or a friend that has a camera who maybe shoots video but it is like building their reel or something I don't know there's always been kind of like a it's never been a, a thing like that so this was my first like real music video shoot I loved it it's gorgeous thank you the uh, the visuals did you design them or did you get somebody to design oh, so them? Dorothy the director is also an animator and she Ooh. does like animation for all kinds of stuff you know commercials and and PSAs and all that and um, so she animated everything it's not like you know stock footage she bought she like she made all that stuff so no it looks great you look great (laughs) I love the new uh, hair thanks I did it I got bangs (laughs) welcome to the club okay so the video before thunder that you put out was was that do it again was that bad things I can't remember that was do it again yeah that was um, a lot of uh, your footage from family friends yes so many people think i have a kid because of the beginning of that and i'm like no that's my mom and me that's what i thought yeah i think that's so i don't understand how people don't get that like it's it's obviously old old footage like you can tell i know when i can tell the difference between someone put the vhs freaking you know filter on and when it's like clearly an old vhs and it looks like me i don't know i and my mom actually gets really got really mad about that because she's like, I don't want them to think you sing like that because she's singing <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, she's like, you sing better than that. I thought it was obvious that it was you because I mean, she even said your name, and you know, know, it doesn't I, look like it was recorded any time in the last ten years. So. I had someone write it in an article that I'm with my child, and then I had someone else say something about having kids to me, and I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you have kids. I saw your music video, and I was like, no, I don't. That was me as a kid. How do you beat Prima the alien and mommy at the same time? How Tell us all it about all? it. <laughs> that would be a good excuse for being late for things. Maybe that's I should have a kid just so that I can. You just talk about kids. your dog like your child. She is always doing stuff, though. That little brat. 
there you go. You should be like, my daughter, this and that, and then see how long it takes for them to catch on that you're not talking about a human child. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the the do it again video, all the all the footage, was that all yours, or did you have to collect that from everybody? Obviously, some of it came from your your parents, but. So my my sister actually had backed up all of our home videos to the cloud, so I had all access to all those. And then I asked my friends to send videos in that, that we've taken up, you know, trips and stuff over the years. And yeah, it took a long time to assemble all of it and try to make it make sense as to what I, the point I was trying to make, which was that um, I know it's like the song's like kind of a love song, you know, when you listen to the verse. But it's it's about wanting to just that no matter what the outcome was or like the bad things you went through, you would still want to do it again and, and live it again. And um, the point of the video I was trying to show, like, especially during COVID was how important just like one life is and like what the unique story it is of one person growing up and all the people that come into their lives and just how people make our life worth living. And, and that was to me like an ode to my friends and my family and just how and special they've been in my life. And it's made me, me. So um, making it, I was like, I'm going to start crying right now thinking about it, but I was crying my eyes mm -hmm. out making that and, and looking at that footage of so many wonderful, fun memories with people that have made such an impact on my life and just how much I, I miss being with them and doing those things and, and love them. And, and I'm, I'm happy that we're kind of getting back where we're, I, you know, we can see the, see people like that again and do things like that again. Yeah, I felt that video, sure. Thank you. I had so many people that were like, I don't even know any of these people, but I was like crying. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so glad because it was the point is that we all have that, you know, like any any person could make that video and and have these clips that move people because you're, you're seeing this is a life. And, and, you know, we like to think of things abstractly a lot of times about when, you know, even with COVID, with people dying and stuff, oh, this many people died. When you really stop to think about it and you look at a video like, like that and you think, no, that many people died who had that story to tell or, you know, who who had friends and people who loved them. You know, we all matter and we're all special. Garth, yeah. you're special too. Oh, thank you. Nobody tells me that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, sometimes it's hard to feel that way when I'm living like this ordinary, like stay-at-home mom life. It's tough, you know. I feel this, I mean, I feel that way. Like when you're, you know, making music, you're in a sea of other people making music and you don't have the maybe notoriety or success you'd want and you want more and you want more and you're like no one's gonna know me who I am and I don't matter and then you know making that video I'm like yeah I do matter like this other shit doesn't matter like fame and attention and success what who fucking cares you know we're all gonna die <laughs> I just can't do it I end up right back where I met you, baby I play it all in my head
That was another like song that felt about one thing and the video went in another direction. <laughs> so that was the product of I needed to not sp have a big budget for that. I just needed to, you know, because I knew I was going to spend a lot on on uh, Thunder. And uh, yeah, I was just home for Christmas with my sister and we just went like, I'm, I mean, I'm not even kidding. It was like a few hours. We filmed the whole thing and, and then I edited it like the next day. And yeah, it did go in a different direction than the song. <laughs> but at the time I was really mad and annoyed with things with politically. And it felt good that we were going to have a change. And it was like a cleansing fire. It's just, you called the song bad things. And yet in the video, you're doing good things. Interesting take, Karin. Mm. <laughs> um, it's like that quote, you know, from John Lewis, like get into good trouble. Maybe, and there's certain things that maybe it's even illegal, but it's like the right thing or what they did with the civil rights movement, which was, there was a lot of stuff that was totally illegal and it was like totally fucked. And you gotta get into good trouble sometimes. You gotta do maybe something that may be considered bad to some. That's actually really a good thing. So did you buy the flag or did you steal it from a neighbor? I tried to steal it and then I tried to get one from someone and then I got like a three pack from some eBay person on like, you know, it was like five bucks for like three vinyl shitty Trump flags. So I had to buy them. They didn't come wow. from the Trump campaign. So I didn't give him any money. Just probably some, it, honestly, it's probably just some person in like China or something. It was like 10 billion of those. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what's so funny about that is like I put that video out and like people were so pissed and it's like <laughs> you're so pissed and like y'all just literally broke in the fucking capital and like someone died and you almost killed like multiple police officers. Uh-uh. I won't hear it. Am I going to be political? I'm being political again. That's but you brought fine. it up. It's okay. I, I didn't did. Bring it I up. brought it up. Okay. I brought it up. You know, you know where I live out in Seattle. We know what our opinions are. 
So yeah, bad things. Burned a Trump flag. Burned a few of them, actually. It was very fun. I loved it. I doused them in lighter fluid. They went up in flames. It was beautiful. We had so much fun doing it. I'm really proud of the video and I'm proud that I said it and I did it because, you know, it's really easy to, to talk to your little friends in private and roll your eyes, but it's a lot harder to actually like make a statement when you know that it's going to have blowback. And so it ain't the first time I did something like that. It ain't going to be the last. <laughs> well, way to use your platform. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's not a big platform, but it's, it's, I'm trying. That's the best I can do for now. You know? better than a lot of people got we all got our social media who's paying attention yeah exactly that's why i started my only fans your only fans your non-pornographic only fans then what's the point that's what everyone keeps saying it's like it's the same thing as patreon that's the point the point is the same thing as patreon except the way that it, i'm able to post and do things is better I don't like the tiers on Patreon. I don't like that there's not like specific one-off things people can pay for. I just like the format better of OnlyFans that I can like just do a post. It's more like, feels more like an Instagram-y sort of situation with the pictures and videos. And then I can do paid things. So I, if I wanted to do something really special, like, you know, make a, a performance that's only on OnlyFans and I could have them just pay for that specific thing instead of like, oh, it's, you know, $15 a month and you get like, blah, 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 blah. It's, you know, it's five bucks a month. And you also are going to get, you're going to get a ton of like content rants, all that kind of stuff behind the scenes. And then I'll do like special one-offs that maybe is extra. I just like the format better. And it's the future and everyone's going to be on OnlyFans. It's just a matter of time. It's just like Twitter. Like, oh, you remember when Twitter came out and everyone was like, oh, what is Twitter? And they were like, they didn't even know how to say Twitter, like on the news, all the news anchors. <laughs> What's Twitter? Yeah, they were saying it wrong and it was so stupid and annoying. And you were like, just get on it. And everyone's acting like they were never, oh no, no. And next thing you know, everyone, including like your freaking grandma has Twitter. And it's gonna be the same way with OnlyFans. It's just getting bigger and bigger. And it, a lot of artists are using it to have a more intimate connection with their fan base. And and I, I think it's awesome. Like, I think that's great. If there's an artist that I really love and they're gonna have an OnlyFans and they're gonna post stuff there that no one else gets to see, and it's going to be more intimate and connected. And I don't know. I think that's rad. Yeah. I wondered what that was about. If someone wants to post nude photos, that is like, I'm all for it. That is like totally what you should do. I personally am not doing it because that's like that, not the point of what I'm doing here. What I'm doing here is like trying to reach my fans. I'm not trying to have a whole nother faction of fans that has nothing to do with music, you know? So, but hey, if y'all want to do that, you do it. And I'm like more power to you. I think it's awesome that people are getting paid. Yeah, that's totally. It, at the end of the day, get paid. And like the support, like... There are people who have signed up for OnlyFans who probably don't even look at my content. They're just doing it to support me. You know, that's how you support artists is like follow them on their journey and help them how you can. It's like I saw those test pressings. First of all, how insane is that? I did not think anyone was going to buy test pressings from me. One of my friends was like, just put it up, put it up. And I was like, put it up for a hundred bucks. And I was like, no one's going to buy that. And then she kept saying it. And so I put it up and then they did buy it. And I was like shocked. But then I thought, oh, they don't want the test pressing. They're just trying to support. But then you put the other ones up. I put one more up. I put three up total. Okay. And they sold in like two seconds. It was nuts. Like the first wow. two went and then I put one up the next day and I hit okay on like send and then, or like post and it was gone in 30 seconds. I mean, I got an email that said it had been sold and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy to me. Yeah. Shout out to those kind of fans out there because you're mm. listening to something every day. It's the one thing that people just don't think they should pay for a lot of times is music. And I don't know. I cried. I was so like taken aback by that. It's just like, I could not believe it. 
So thank you to the three of you who did that. It was very sweet. That's awesome. So uh, the vinyl will be available for everybody to pre-order on uh, June 4th, right? Yep. And it's not like a pre-order where I'm waiting on the sales to like get the vinyl. The vinyl is half is in production. It will be here mid-July most likely. And uh, it's four songs that will be available that, that people have heard. So three of them are previous release singles, which is um, Do It Again, Bad Things and Thunder. Another is Heart on the Run, which will be also be out next. This comes out next week. So we'll come out on the June 4th on streaming services and you can purchase it on Bandcamp. The other four songs, Side B, is called Rock Professor and Rock Professor is vinyl exclusive. So those songs are only available if you purchase vinyl. If you purchase vinyl, you get digital copies as well, but they will not be for sale on Bandcamp digitally. They will not be on streaming services. Only way to get them is if you buy the vinyl. Ooh, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be buy, buying the vinyl, but uh, am I allowed to air the digital copies? You know, you could say no. That's totally I'm up gonna, to maybe, you. I got uh, maybe, it for me. <laughs> maybe yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't really think about that aspect of it, but maybe yeah. I mean, I sure. Why not? Maybe it will help people to want to buy it. I mean, they're not four bad. They're four fucking kick-ass songs. Like I'm so proud of those four songs. They're just. They're, they're my, my more off kilter stuff. So, um, okay. you know, things like a motorcycle in the Milky Way, Showdown City, just the the more like crazy primo tunes. And so they didn't make a lot of sense for me in terms of like the traje- trajectory I'm on now with my career and like trying to reach a more mainstream audience and making pop music and that kind of thing. I just didn't think it was wise to confuse listeners on like streaming sites who don't know who I am with this like this more avant-garde type of thing. And it also gives me the opportunity in the future to to do kind of like collections of songs in this way. And that like say I want to do some more of my weirder stuff and then I'll do like a little mini EP of those songs and break things up that way. I wanted to see what happens with this. And if people buy the vinyl, then I'll know that that's something that I should do in the future maybe is have more, you know, songs available in that format and in that way. So y'all have to buy it or else that's it. Because vinyl ain't cheap, y'all. And uh, goodness, you haven't had a full length album since uh, To The Max in 2017. Is that right? Not even a full length album. It's only seven songs. Um, Oh, that's right. I mean... I've put out enough songs to make a full-length album. I just put them out as singles. Yeah, I've noticed. And all these people fucking with their snooty, snooty snobbiness on social media about singles and art and real art and blah, blah, blah. Fuck off, all right? What I do is fucking hard. It's good. And what's the difference in putting out eight singles in a year and putting out all eight of them at one time? Let me tell you the difference. The the way I do it is smarter. (laughs) So that's the only difference. It doesn't make you some auteur and me like, you know, some cheap asshole. Um, The difference is, is that from a marketing standpoint and from an independent artist standpoint, it is much smarter to put out singles because every song is going to get the attention it deserves. They fucking are expensive to make when you're talking about mixing and mastering and promoting and all that stuff. And I don't put filler songs on my albums either. Like I don't write filler songs. Every song I want to have its time. So it's just been smarter for me to do that. And that's kind of what I did with this EP in that it's a double EP. The four pop songs were all four singles and they each got their time. And I would have hated if I put out that those four songs all together you know, and then it, it didn't happen that way. And because I did it that way, I got freaking, you know, like Spotify editorial playlist and stuff, which was like so awesome and crazy. From a point of view of someone who who airs music, you know, live 
if I get one single at a time, then it's easier to fold it into my rotation. If you throw, you know, an album of eight songs at me, I'll pick my favorite to play that day, you know? Exactly. So it's up, but to each to each their own, you know, y'all can do however you want to do it. You want to put out fucking 20, 25 songs? That's your prerogative. You know, you can do that. I, you don't, you won't see me talking about it on social media, but I see so many people getting so snobby about the way other people decide to uh, release market all that stuff with their art that it's it really bugs me just because someone does it differently doesn't mean it's not art or not good or not and another thing just because people like something doesn't mean it's not good like people are under the impression that when a lot of people like something it's no longer like art anymore david bowie was like a fucking hit y'all and he was making art so that's a stupid argument too yeah i never understood that I think a lot of people say these things because of their own insecurities, because of their own um, failures. And I know this industry, it's tough. It's hard. I feel like a failure a lot of the time. For some, for me, that doesn't translate into wanting to take a shit on other people. But for some people, it does because that's their only way of like coping with pain. So if that's how they want to do it, they can. I can tell them that it, if they channeled that energy into creating something better, then maybe they wouldn't be so angry. Damn, yeah. I'm being like a bitch right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're being real, so. Both of us out of minds work me We're
there's been a lot of negativity kind of floating around the scene. Yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. I don't even know if I dare get into it. The whole Do simply of his dead movement. Okay, I got to tell you. I didn't read that article that everyone's talking about. I've refused to talk about it because I don't care. <laughs> I don't care in the sense that like, what the fuck do I care? Synthwave is dead. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just making the music I make. You know what I mean? People get really upset about it. People are going to make the music they're making dead, alive. What? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I'm not fully. Oh, my God. Do you hear my dog squeaking this toy? <laughs> A little bit. It's okay. <laughs> so sorry. Um, maybe it's just because I don't feel like I'm fully like accepted in synthwave in some ways um, that I kind of like, I'm like, whatever. I mean, I'm accepted by a lot of the fans. I just feel like the scene itself, it's like, I'm not really synthwave and I'm not, I get that, but I'm like a version or something, a little offshoot. And um, I'm going to make the music I'm making and it's going to be whatever I want. It's not going to be, det- I don't, I don't set out going. I got to, I got to satisfy the synthwave people by making sure this sounds retro enough or whatever. Clearly I don't do that because I've got some super modern sounding pop songs and I don't do it the opposite way where I'm like, this is too retro. No one's going to like it. I just do what I want to do. And I think if everyone keeps doing that, then, you know, nothing's going to die. Nothing's dead. Yeah. I don't know. I saw you t- tweet it and I wanted to read it. Everyone was like commenting on it and then something happened and I didn't read it. But I feel like you probably said something great. Give me oh. your rundown. It's it's still there. It's I guess I mostly address the, the people that questioning why we might have any kind of fondness for some the work by somebody who might be a beginner or anybody who's not like one of the legends one of the uh, uh-huh. somebody who might just you know be a clone of somebody that inspired them or whatever and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just like whatever you know some guy that's one of the revolving door hobbyists of the scene no one's gonna mistake him for one of the pioneers of the scene I mean I might because to me it all sounds the same <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm kidding it's a joke guys calm down everybody calm down <laughs> but I mean those of us that have liked the music in the scene for a long time. We, we know the names. Yeah. I, it was mostly, a, it was just a rant. It was a big mm-hmm. bitchy rant. Yeah. Well, I saw someone posted like, you know, fucking quit, quit coddling everybody and stuff recently. Yeah. And it was like, just people need to be on it. I don't need any of y'all's, who are, whoever's listening, I don't need y'all's fucking honesty. I don't need it. I don't want it and I don't need it. And I'm, it's not because I can't take fucking criticism. I can't. I was on fucking American Idol for Christ's sake, okay? I'm not worried about y'all's criticism. That's not the problem. I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? I don't need it. I don't care what, I appreciate when people like my music. I want people to like my music. But someone's fucking little opinion isn't going to impact what I make as an artist. It's just not. I'm going to make what I make. And I have I have my own taste. And if I put something out, that means I 110% fucking believe in it. So what anyone has to say about it is like noise to me, number one. Number two, I have my own critiques and I'm my own worst critic in my head. So anything anyone says to me, I've already thought it a thousand times. You know, it's like I don't need a reality check. Like as an artist, I fucking hate myself half of the time anyway. I don't need like extra, you know, I don't need a pile on at all either. Now, I understand if you're a publication and you're reviewing something that you would be honest about reviewing it, not just say it's wonderful for no reason. But maybe don't even review it if you think it's shitty. I don't know. I just, I, I don't think you need to pile on people who already, let's be real, 99% of fucking artists out there are like, got it tough. You know, we don't make any money. It's kind of a labor of love. We are just putting ourselves out there and praying someone likes it. And I'm the first person to say, I think a lot of this music is terrible. But I'm not going to go out of my way to tell that to somebody. I'm not going to do that. That's their fucking prerogative. If they want to put it out there, it is what it is. 
to me, play count and stuff like that sometimes is enough of a fucking critique. I can put a song out and I can tell whether or not like people like it based on how many playlists it's getting and how often it's being played and how many times people are posting about it and putting it in their Instagram stories or whatever. So I don't really need someone to go out of their way to say that they fucking hate something I made. I just don't need it. And if other artists thrive on that, I think a lot of that has to do with their like own they're like gluttons for punishment or something. I don't know. I just, I'm not into it. I don't know anybody that wants to be publicly critiqued without asking. Well, a lot of them who say that they, like, I, I personally think the whole like thing of like, oh, I can take it. Those are the, the pe- very people who get so fucking butthurt when you say anything about them. It's funny to me when they say stuff like that. Like, I'm not going to fucking get mad. If somebody says they don't like what I do, I would probably say just don't listen to it, you know? But I also, I don't, I would also want to say is I, I really don't care whether you like it. You know, (laughs) I'm going to make it anyway. It's not, you know, I don't know. So it's kind of, it is noise to me. It's noise. I don't need more noise. I got a a lot of noise in my head already. Yeah. We we try to be positive around Night Ride. Yeah. But uh, we've also been called, we're just a big hug box. Well, what's wrong with that? There's, there's a (laughs) time, there's a, there's a place for everything for everyone, you know, like some people are, are the more, you know, critical people. Some people are the nicer people. There's room for all of those kind of things. You know, if somebody wants to come into the scene and be like the harsh critic, I don't know, was like Iron Skullet a critic or something? I don't know. Well, what he-, he was doing a lot of the honest reviews and getting paid yeah. for it. And I think some of the artists didn't like what he said about them, the mm-hmm. reviews that he that they paid for about themselves. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so I don't know any, I didn't read any of that. I wasn't involved in the scene like when he was like popular like that really. But you know, there's there's someone that will do that. That will take, fill the, take, you know, pick up the fucking baton and, and, and be an asshole or whatever it is, you know. And it doesn't have to be you. You can be nice. You can, you can do whatever you want. I think that's something people should maybe get grasp the concept of. <laughs> it's your point. It's like, what's the point of giving a bad feedback? Or, you know, what's the point of giving, quote, constructive criticism after it's been finalized, after nothing's going to change about it now, you yeah. know, when all the finishing touches have been put on, it's been released, everyone's hearing it. Exactly. And it's one thing if someone comes to you and is like, you know, I'm working on this and I want to know your opinion or, yeah. and I've done that a million times with, and that's another thing. I send my, don't think I, I mean, just because I'm not asking for people's criticism, I I get it from people in that I send my music before it's done to people that I trust and respect some rando fucking dude who like learned to make an ARP in garage band can go fucking fuck off and kick rocks. I don't care about your fucking opinion. I don't know you from <laughs> jack shit. I don't like your music. And I, so I, therefore it's irrelevant to me. I've already gotten feedback usually from a big group of people that I respect and industry people that I respect. So and, and a lot of people are doing that. So like when the other, when it's all, yeah, when it's already out and people are like, this sucks. I get it if you're really popular too, you know, that's different, but you gotta, you, I don't think we should be kicking people when they're down, you know? And so like these little indie artists don't have anything. Like we don't need to shit on them. We don't need to do that. Yeah. Shit it's on like, the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like now everyone's, when somebody comes into the Facebook synthwave group talking about gunship in the midnight, everyone sort of rolls their eyes. Or, they yeah. get laugh reacts. They always yeah, yeah. get laugh reacts because yeah. it's funny. I mean, it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me, too. I'm like, but also people get so mad about that, too, about people's like, like uh, people's support of the midnight and gunship and stuff. They're like, Oof. fuck y'all. There's the midnight's good. Gunship is good. <laughs> that's why they're so popular like there's there's a criticism right there like their critique is in their numbers 
I know mm-hmm. some people pay for numbers and some people buy their plays and blah, blah, blah. I'm saying the real shit. Cream rises and the other stuff sinks to the bottom. And the critique is in the guy who doesn't have any listeners and is trying really hard. You know, he already feels the critique. You ain't got to say it. It's there yeah. in black and white. That's why I feel like I don't I don't need to point out if somebody's obviously only started using a synthesizer in the last two or three years. As far as I'm concerned, after three years, they're getting it, you know? Yeah. But no way are we mistaking them for somebody who's, you know, been doing their whole life. Yeah. We're not dumb. We see it. And we are all learning. I mean, I look back on, listen back to my first EP I did as Primo uh, to the max. It was the first time I've ever produced by myself ever. Um, which in my opinion, that's fucking, that's, that's pretty impressive. I'd never done it before. I put out a freaking thing and it did well and you know, whatever, but I listen to it now and I'm like, that sounds terrible. I cannot believe I put that out. It sounds awful. Um, we're all learning and growing. And so you have to put something out eventually, you know, like you can't wait until it's a masterpiece and the best song that's ever been recorded and produced and everything before it sees the world. That's all part of growing as an artist is putting things out into the world and seeing how people react and, and, and learning and getting better. And in a scene like this, that is small and everybody knows everybody sort of thing. And a lot of artists that you know are doing it on a shoestring budget um, for just the fun of it. I just don't think it's necessary to be an asshole. Absolutely. When one person is just figuring out how to be like a one person orchestra with yeah. their own computer, like there's a lot of kinks to work out. Oh, trust me. <laughs> I'm not even a musician. I'm aware of that. <laughs> and I, when I'm personally expected to give some sort of criticism, it's like, why? You know, I don't do this. What am yeah. I going to say? Yeah. I think your criticism is if you don't play it. You know what I mean? Like you chose not to play the song i think that speaks for itself and then and then you're you're done you know i just i don't think you need to do any more than that it's up to you and also fucking unsolicited advice no one wants it y'all can go away like write in your diary or get a diary or get a hobby or take your own advice i don't know (laughs) but (laughs) this is me being completely honest i see people really liking things that i in the scene that i think are very bad like not just um blah like I think they're offensively bad in that they're just so bad to me I can't imagine that anyone would think it's good I see it all the time I see myself being mentioned in tweets alongside singers that I think are terrible I'm like how could you compare like how could you put me in the same group with this person they have like the worst most terrible screeching awful voice but I don't get like angry or anything. I'm like, I'm like, look at it. And I just kind of roll my eyes. You know, I'm not going to like go out of my way to, to say anything about it. It's like, how is it hurting me? Whatever. And maybe it made that person feel good. Uh, I don't know. I think it's meant to uh, maintain some, some quality of the scene that some people think the scene has. Uh, I'm not so sure it's quite that rigid because I'm one of the latecomers too. Thank you. I mean, thank you. You just hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. You really did. I mean, because y'all, I love this scene. I love like love a lot of artists in this scene. And I love the fans I have in the community and the support. And like, I've made so many friends. Like the bar ain't super high. And like, I play stuff for other like pro producers and stuff outside of this genre. And when they hear like some of these mixes and stuff of really popular people are like, the fuck? It ain't like we're over here doing like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's people on budgets and we... You know, I think you should listen with that in mind too. Be like A&R people and hear the potential that's there. Yeah. yeah, I do. I definitely try to, but I keep in mind that this whole scene started on a gimmick, mm-hmm. you know, 
being nostalgic about the 80s and that alone is extremely limiting to work within yeah if you, you stay too much inside it people say it's it's cheesy you step too much outside it people say well now you're just you're not real synthwave and Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I tweeted about that too in that rant. It's like you can't please everybody. There's some people you can't please no matter what you do. Yeah, so you shouldn't try to please anyone. Like honestly, you just gotta make the music. And you know that makes me think of Rock Professor, which is from Side B. And um, that song I wrote, like I think channel channel the anger or the, whatever y'all have into the music. You know, I try to do that. That's how I wrote my DeLorean. I was really angry that day, and that's how I like started that song was just like an angry place i try to channel that stuff into music and less into like hurting other people's feelings so like rock professor is literally me saying everyone fucking sucks (laughs) (laughs) and i did it that way and that felt good and i got it out and then i was you know now it's now it's out should we play that one sure let's hear rock professor by primo the alien
easy, but no one said how hard. At least I'm still here singing and teaching jokers like you to rock. Here I fucking go. I'm gonna blow your mind. 'Cause I'm a musical genius, about to fade this tonight. Hang on, take your rest in. School is in session. Are you ready for class? It's gonna break your time. I'm gonna break your down. I'm a bad fucking single friend. This fucking down. So bad. Tell the master you can call me rock professor. I got the professor. That was rock professor by Primo the Alien. And uh, that was, wow. A lot of anger. (laughs) A lot of anger with this girl. Where did that come from? (laughs) That's my record curse word song. I curse like a lot in my music, but I think that one's the most cursing I've ever done in one song. It's neck and neck with Godfather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that one was a, uh, that one's like a favorite. That's my sister's favorite song. She's just like, it's like every time I get mad, I'll listen to that one. Just put it on. But yeah, that was my like whole the lyrics of the verse all all you people bore me to death <laughs> that felt good to say <laughs> i think i might make that my uh, my alarm ringtone now wake me up in the morning get you up yeah like set Hello, the tone for the day minds. oh god those harmonies on that one too so funny oh, that one that one i laughed i was laughing from start to finish it was like there was there's a lot of real emotion in that one like the sentiment is there in that i may never make it i may never not be you know get those things i want out of my career but i'll that doesn't take away from what i can do and i know what i what i got whether or not i i achieve the thing and so that part was real and like from a real place but then like just the the silliness of the the production, the vocal harmonies, the lyrics, all of it. I was just cracking up the whole time I was recording it. And I sent it. Um, my friend Bennett Jackson recorded some extra guitars on that one. And he was cracking up. We were just it was just really fun to make. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm already working on my next album. You are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one is, I mean, again, by album, I mean, I'll, I'll just do a little chunk of songs at a time, probably in the future. Full links, I just don't, I think full links are dead I, I, for, for pop music in general. I was, you know, I was looking at someone who put out, oh, who was it recently? Put out an album and somebody really popular. And they had like 20, I mean, they had so many songs, like fucking 20 songs or something, a lot of songs. And there were like, you know, two that had a lot of plays. This is somebody really popular, a lot, a lot of plays. And the rest were like nothing. Hmm. And I was thinking that sucks, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to put out like all this music that I work so hard on, and no one hear it. So I'm uh, gonna be a little single lady, okay? That's and, cool. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, if you like compiled them all, and I'll into... compile them, yeah, yeah. So then that's what I did. So when Hard on the Run comes out, it will be compiled with the previous three singles into one EP called Hard on the Run. So that's a little four-song EP. And it'll be on all the streaming services. So you can click on that and hear all four of them together. Bad Things, Do It Again, Thunder, Heart on the Run. That's awesome. So what made you decide that it was time to do a vinyl? Oh, so many people have been asking me for so long to do it. When am I going to have it? When am I going to do it? It's always been a dream of mine um, to have my music on vinyl. And 
I, you know, decided instead of, I'm not going to do CDs for this. I'm not going to do tape cassettes, you know, as far as I know, unless it just sells out or something and I have the money, but I just decided to take the money and put it all into, you know, into that. And finally, like kind of realize that dream and that goal and, and also give people something they've been asking for for a long time. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have been asking me for so long, DMing me, whatever please when are you gonna do vinyl when are you gonna do vinyl and if y'all motherfuckers who did that don't buy this freaking vinyl i swear <laughs> it's so bad okay because i did this totally independently no record label i paid for this myself so you know usually people will have a label and then they'll the label will front the money and then they'll take a cut and i just didn't want anyone taking a cut of any of these songs i felt like too invested and proud of them and i just wanted to to find a way to do it myself and I did so it's a big investment I really hope people support yeah absolutely I mean I hope they like the songs too but if you don't like them fuck you <laughs> <laughs> well we, we like all the ones that uh, you've released so far thank you yeah I'm really I don't know I'm just really proud of myself and I don't take time to do that ever I'm always like next 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 thing next thing I'm like I wait first thing I do I wake up in the morning I check my Spotify stats you know What's going on with my Spotify? What's going on with my numbers? I I want to slow down and take a moment, you know, to really like, oh, I did this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what I'm doing right now. I'm really good and I did a great thing and I'm proud of myself to everyone who's listening. And you deserve to be. There's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with being proud of yourself. I see people get mad about that too. Man, everybody gets mad about everything. Let me brag if I want. I don't have anything else, y'all. Like, I'm a totally independent artist. I really don't have that many fans. Let me brag about my Spotify numbers if it makes me feel good. It's get me through the freaking day. It's get me out of she bed in the morning. Hard. Yeah, I do for like nothing. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something else. I made a decision, a very conscious decision this year during COVID that I grew. Like, I'm telling y'all, I think before COVID, I think I had like, well, first of all, before COVID, I didn't do the, it was right before COVID actually, February or something that I came out with my little story about my DeLorean and Time Cop and all that. And I really stood up for myself and that was hard to do. And before I did that, y'all, I think I had like, I don't even know if I had 10,000 monthly listeners. Like I didn't have maybe five or something. I mean, it was low. When I did that, obviously, once I started getting credit and plays for my work, then my numbers went up a lot. But man, over COVID, my numbers went up so much. I just hit 70,000 monthly listeners yesterday, which is like insane to me. I'm so grateful for that. But in this time, it made me realize a lot of things about what I need. And I think before I felt, I don't want to say desperate, but I felt like, I, I mean, I guess desperate's the word. I was desperate for gigs, desperate for, you know, to get myself in front of people because I felt like that was the only way. And I would take shows that were just so shitty, like horrible, like Sunday night I would play just because, you know, I wanted to please the, please the booker. So maybe they'd book me on a good night the next time or all that kind of stuff you do. And I guess I realized during the pandemic that I've hit the point now in my career. And I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't do those things I did because you got everyone has to pay their dues and, and all that kind of stuff. But I think I hit a point over the pandemic where I went, I don't have to do that anymore. You know, like I've hit a point where I don't have to do that anymore. So the things I'm choosing to do, the shows I'm choosing to take are my choice now and things I want to do. And God, talk about giving a better performance when you want to fucking be there. <laughs> yeah. And, and the pay. So like, 
that's been a big thing is like I would I, I was always like I don't care about money I would always and I meant it I wasn't just saying I didn't care about money I didn't care about money at all I was doing everything myself and I wasn't spending very much money it wasn't until I started investing in my career with money and investing you know in the marketing aspect of things and stuff like that that I then I realized I do care about money Karin <laughs> mm -hmm. So now I'm all about that paper. That's changed for me during the during the pandemic, for sure. I don't know how I started talking about this. I do that a lot where it's like one thing leads to another. And then I, I'm sure you asked a question that was like, you know, what do you think about cryptocurrency? <laughs> and then I ended up here. But oh, it was about bragging about things. So if I want to brag about it, I'm going to brag about it. OK, because that is kind of, you know, I, you got to take the little things that keep you going. This shit's hard. I don't make money. I spend literally every waking moment on this. I don't think, I mean, even when I'm having fun, y'all, I'm thinking about this stuff. Like, I feel like I'm never not thinking about music, a song, how to get in front of people, my career, all of it. It's just always on my mind. So I got to take every little win I can get. Yeah, absolutely. Celebrate it. And y'all take them too. Brag. Get on social media right now. If you're listening right now, I want everyone to get on right now on Twitter and brag about something <laughs> they're proud of that they did. That's not a bad thing. Okay. We should celebrate those things. I feel like people celebrate like people complaining more than they do <laughs> people being proud of themselves. That's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Like a tweet about someone's shitty fucking take on like, hey, we need more critique of people gets like so much engagement. And then someone like being proud of themselves is like, oh, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun as always. You are lots of fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm polarizing. I feel like that I get it's not a, people aren't aren't uh, wishy washy on how they feel about me. Let's say that they're like they like it or they fucking hate it. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm, thank you for having me, Karin. And again, I am so sorry I was late. I will forever be indebted to you and I'll be thinking about it before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> no worries, really. I mean, it, it turned out fine. I didn't have anything else going on today. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you again for being on the show and uh, congrats on the vinyl. Yes, everyone for please you. buy it. Go buy I'm it. I'm going to buy it. Definitely going to buy it. And um, I will sign them too. So if you want a signed copy, I think put it in the note or whatever. Of course I want mine and, signed. Um, I'll sign them because they come, I think they're coming in like a, a resealable sort of container thing so that I can sign them and seal them back up. And anyway, oh, okay. I'm very excited about it. And um, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Anytime. And uh, so Hard on the Run will be available uh, Friday. It's Friday, June 4th. Yep. And uh, you'll be able to get that single for yourself too. You'll get those four tracks. If you want to buy them digitally, go ahead. But you should buy the vinyl because then you're going to get the other four tracks. Yeah, and to that's get them. the only way to get them. You got to buy the mm -hmm. vinyl. You heard Rock Professor and there's three more. I don't know if I'm going to play them for you guys. I think I'm just going to make y'all wait. You got to wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, to round off the evening, let's hear Heart on the Run, the titular track from that upcoming release. And thank you once again, Primo. And thank you for everybody who tuned in and who's hanging out in the chats. And I want you all to have a good night. Thanks, Karin. Thank you. I can't be contained Even by your love I know you wish you could keep me here But nothing's ever gonna be enough And I'll never understand why you chose me When I can't give you what you need Because you've always
Take and take. 